0: Good evening, Fight fans. This is Get the KO. My name is Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, I have Anthony Lujan, but you can call me Lou. So what it is, guys, we're out here talking about UFC. We're also going to probably touch a little bit on uh, some other, other fight cards that have happened this weekend. Even though it wasn't a big day for the UFC, or even this weekend wasn't a big weekend for the UFC, we do have a lot of things we get to talk about today. Um, Anthony, I know you were at the Lincoln Fights over in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska this weekend. Well, tell me a little bit about what you saw,
1: man. How did you How did you enjoy the fights? Uh, I was. I was here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we watched Turf Wars. 2017 go down. I watched a couple of fighters that uh, that I was really interested in, and one of them being the 125 amateur flyweight champion, Keegan Blanco, fighting out of our home home area, Scottsbluff, Nebraska. He fights out of final round fitness. Uh, He came out. He fought a guy that was three and five, and uh, he defeated him in the first round via. I think the Darsh choked. But it was in the first round. Keegan kept his title. And then the main event, uh, one of my good friends, Dwight Joseph, he's fighting out of uh, Team Alpha Male in Sacramento. Uh, who was fighting a guy named uh, Baron Mueller, who is uh, from Wyoming. And that was a catchweight fight. Mueller coming in at 155, Dwight coming in at 145. And that first round, Mueller threw a kick. Dwight missed Dwight, and Dwight took him down. Had a good tripod and uh, pounded it, pounded him out through the first round. And the referee finally stopped the fight after some elbows. So, um, so Dwight got a big win in the in the, in the main event. Uh, big note on here: I uh, met a guy out there. His name is Andy Carter. He fights out of Chicago, and he was fighting Kias Ray in the camp. And Kiyos Ray, uh, Keis Re- Keis, uh T.S. Nelson, sorry, T.S. Uh, was winning the fight. I mean, that's how I judged it. Two, two, two to the zero, uh, Andy looking tired, put his hands on his hips, and uh, the champ came in, and Andy hit him with a spinning back fist, clocked him, kind of stunned him, put his hands back on his hips, and, and the champ came in one more time, spinning back fist again, Knocked them clean out. Knock, it had to be the knockout of the night. Kn- close to knockout of the year that I've seen. Um, so they had a new champion. Cool guy. Uh, End up have, having a good conversation with him. Uh, other than that, there's a couple good fights. Uh, a couple good toe uh, to toe, blow to blow. Uh, one ending up in a knockout. A couple, a couple of these, these kids out here got their amateur debut, I think that there was like six or seven amateur debuts, but overall, a good night for uh, uh, Lincoln area fighting. Awesome, man. I mean, I'm just looking over the fight card right here,
0: just, just kind of as you're talking about it, man. Looks to me like a lot of good fights, a lot of fun fights, you know, looking especially at the 125, 155, and 170. You know, interesting enough, something that, you know, you kind of touched on Dwight being one of your good friends. He's actually rated 8th overall out of 22 active Nebraska pro featherweights. And out of uh, the U.S. Midwest pro fights, he ranks 71st. So, it's good, it's good to see for him. You know, you definitely said he got the win. So, it's definitely good to see that he came. Um, he's, uh, you know, doing some big things, especially coming out of Team Alpha Male. That's definitely a huge fight camp to be coming from. And uh, one fun fact, too. I didn't know this, but, uh, you know, he came out of Doan, Doan
1: College. Yeah, he did. He, uh... He, he he actually is, he's an immigrant from uh Libya uh Liberia sorry uh and uh he they, he grew up here in Lincoln Nebraska graduated from Lincoln and then went to Doan. uh good kid one of one, good good kid and a very strong fighter yeah so we
0: definitely have to keep keep paying attention to him as we keep moving forward and you know as as we start to broadcast him Kind of reach out a little further here and there out of each different region. We're, you know, obviously we got the Midwest, so obviously I we try to recover kind of the Mid-Atlantic a little bit more, just kind of paying attention to the fights, but it's definitely cool to see that there's definitely big fighters out there, big, big guys that are, you know we're looking for those future kids that could be showing up into the USC. So your next Mickey Galls, GSPs, Michael Bisbee, uh, Travis Browns, we're definitely looking for those guys, and we're definitely wanting to kind of show them a little bit, show them a little bit of love before they explode. So it's definitely fun to see, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. There are some really good fights. I was really impressed with some uh, some of these newcomers coming out. They uh, they showed no show no ring uh, nervousness or anything like that. They there's a couple of them that did, but for the most part, they came out and banged. They it was really yeah. good. Uh, it was a really good night to have some uh, Lincoln area fights. I think that, I no, think there's a total of fourteen fights on that card.
0: Yeah, yeah, and looking at the fight card, man. Like you said, man, there was a lot of good fights. Looks like a lot of close close matchups, so it's definitely good to see. So, I want to move past the Lincoln Fight Cards. We're going to move up into the UFC. We're going to talk about, you know, future fights that we're excited about coming out. Um Anthony, man, do you have one fight in particular that you're
1: excited to see? Let's go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead and tell this one because we we called that 2 weeks ago. Before anybody else you're you're 100% correct, and for some of you guys that
0: weren't paying attention to last week's podcast, uh, Anthony and I both had our dream matchups. We both were talking about the GSP Michael Bisney card, but more importantly, we were talking about the Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillshaw fight that we knew was going to happen at UFC 217. It wasn't even until a week later that ESPN, Fox Sports 1, Bleacher Report, all those guys had come out and confirmed that that fight was definitely going to be on. It's definitely a huge thing to see that, you know, we're – we're out here. We're just like your average guys that just enjoy the sport. But we're able to call out which fighters we want to see on the UFC fight card, and now we're seeing those fights that are going to be appearing on those
1: fights. So I'm guessing that's the fight that you're talking about. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, the uh, TJ put out on his Twitter that and Instagram that uh, he is going to be fighting Cody at 217, and uh, and of course we've seen GSP put out on his Twitter that 217 is going to be going down. And pretty cool to see like. Our dream fights that that we drew up last week there's a few fighters on there that are actually going to be fighting on this 217 card and it shows that that me and you alone we aren't ESPN analysts we aren't projecting anything but we pay attention enough to call this stuff and to watch it happen is really cool. Yeah so
0: for some of you guys otherwise that you guys aren't really too familiar to what UFC 217 especially coming up uh, another big rumor coming out is that Johan, uh, Jirjinkic is going to be fighting, uh, Rose, uh, Namahunas out of, uh, is she out of Colorado, right? Uh,
1: that's Rose, I believe yeah, she Rose. is out of
0: Colorado. Yeah, she fights out of Colorado, she trains out of Colorado, I know she's from Milwaukee. Um, but then even aside from that, man, Curtis Blaze and, uh, Olenek Nick. Ola Nick was a fighter that I had said that I wanted to see on the fight card. Obviously, Johan was the person that uh, Anthony wanted to see on the fight card. So right there so far, we've got five, uh, five of the fighters that we've called that we wanted to see on the fight card. They're on the fight card. So it's definitely really cool to see that we're able to kind of branch out a little bit and kind of call some of these fights or call some of these fighters that we want to see on there, and we're getting those fighters, which means that the UFC is paying attention as well, that they understand that those fighters are going to be kind of the big breadwinner fighters. So we'll kind of see, we're going to keep paying attention and see who else is going to be um, appearing on this fight card that we, we have called and said that we wanted to see come out. Um, as far as for me, one of the fights that I would like to see that's is going to be a huge, huge, huge matchup is actually next month. And uh, by that, I mean we're talking about the Demetrius Johnson-Ray uh, Borg fight. Uh, the reason being is just you, you got Demetrius Johnson who all he has to do is show up to the arena and he's already going to break Anderson Silva's uh, title defense record. And then if or when he wins, he will have broken that record. So it's definitely something cool to see. I think that's what gets me excited about that fight. It's just it's the idea that DJ is going to be that guy. But what's really kind of crazy is that no one's really talking about that fight. Everybody's talking about the Conor, Obviously, we're talking about the Conor McGregor fight because that's up next. Conor McGregor versus uh, Floyd Mayweather. So that's definitely going to be a huge fight card. Um, but then after that... We're talking about UFC 217. We're even talking more about UFC 217 than we are about a fighter who's getting ready to break a streak set by the greatest fighter of all time. Now, when DJ Brace's record, is he considered the greatest fighter of all time? Hmm, debatable. But the thing is, is pound for pound, I don't know how you can put somebody above him. And I know, like, ESPN, Sharedog, as well as the Bleacher Report, all put, and even the UFC, all put John Jones, pound for pound, the best fighter in the UFC, but I have to argue back and say that DJ has to be that guy. You know, you don't have an 11 fight win streak and not be considered one of the best pound for pound of all time. And to sit back and say, well, John Jones has beaten X, Y, and Z, great. Congratulations to him. But you know what? He also got suspended for two years. And in that two years that he was suspended, here's, here's DJ still doing the same thing, doing the same noise. So to have him say... To have him put down like that is kind of a slap in the face to the rest of the the UFC or the um, the rest of the the lightweights. But we've got to understand that D, that DJ is that dude, and he needs to be considered the best pound for pound fighter of all
1: time. Yes, definitely agree with you with that. Uh, we 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 typically talk about Anderson Silva being the greatest of all time, and then shortcoming of what happened in his career after the knockout the leg break, the streak ended. Um when you when you get a when you get a win streak like DJ's on right now, um uh, it's baffling not to even put him in that conversation. It, it it really is. Uh is he is he gonna be the greatest ever probably not. But he's gonna be one of the greatest. You know, interesting enough, man. I'm looking right now
0: at the UFC.com's, um, you know, pound for pound top 15 fighters, right? And in this fight, in right now in the top five, right, you can have John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, Conor McGregor, Steve Mikovic, and uh, Max Holloway. Now, that's your top five. After that, you can have Cody Garbrandt, uh, Daniel Cormier, Joanna uh, Jirzik, um Tyrone Woodley, Dominic Cruz, Michael Bisping, Ho- uh, Jose Aldo, Christian Justinto, as we know as Cyborg. Amanda Nunez and Robert Whittaker. Interesting enough that Amanda Nunez is on that as well as um, Amanda Nunes, uh, Dominic, uh, and D.C. Are those three guys up on the top, on the upper half, when all three of those guys recently just got beat? So I don't know if I would still say, like, hey, pound for pound, they deserve to be up there. I think D.C. maybe goes down a little further, especially because he lost to John Jones. Understand that he has beaten some big name guys, but still in that in that same weight, I think pound for pound wise, I think he needs to get lowered down. Um, interesting enough too, I wish that Tyrone Woodley and Michael Bisping fight would have happened at the catch weight that they agreed on, like verbally, because I think that would have shown us a lot more about how good Tyrone Woodley is compared to what Michael Bisping is. And then interesting enough, you know, uh, Stipe, right? He is he is the heavyweight champion. Did you know that Stepe has been knocked out and I say knocked out by Stefan Struve?
1: I actually did not know that until just a few minutes ago when I was looking at his uh, looking at his uh, profile.
0: Yeah, interesting enough that he is he's the heavyweight champ and a one per, one of the people that he has lost to is Stefan Struve. And I and I don't mean any disrespect to Steven and I don't mean any disrespect to Stepe, but I'm just saying that as a heavyweight champion those kind of guys, those kind of fighters that you would be fighting, I wouldn't think would have a victory over you, but he definitely does. So it's definitely huge to see. And then, you know, I mean, after that, he's beaten Roy Nelson, Gabriel Gonzaga, Fabio. Uh, he's been beaten by Junior Dos Santos, Marc Hunt, Andre, Fabricio Al- Alistair, and then uh, Junior Dos Santos, he came back and knocked out. I just find that one knockout, though, in his record to be kind of mind-boggling that Stefan Stru would be the one guy who got a victory over Stipe.
1: Yeah, I completely uh, uh, agree with you. I mean, but I remember when uh, Stephon Shroop came in, I mean, Skyscraper was was scary for a minute. And then he just kind of like fell off the map.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, it's funny too, man, I'm looking at people with interesting losses, right? And um I don't know if you know this name. This name may not be too familiar with you, but Sean Solomon uh, was a guy. He came into the UFC. He was actually 9-1 and one when he entered into the UFC. He fought Rashad Evans. And if you guys uh, check out the blog, uh, Forget the KO, uh, you'd see that. Um, I actually talk about it, right? So, Sean, he, um, he came in 9-1. and one, He fought Rashad Evans right off the bat. Evans hit him with a head kick and, like, ended his night. And, like, from that moment on, like, Sean Salomon, like, just had a string of bad luck. Now the guy went on to be to get 18 wins, right? He so he was like 18 and three at one time, and then just took a huge losing streak, right? And he ended up finishing his career. Anthony, when I tell you this is crazy, 18 and 21. And who is that? Sean Solomon, man. He um he was a really strong, uh, strong wrestler, great Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, great uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu, but man. Like, he, he took one loss to, um, he took a loss to David Heath, and then he lost to Rashad Evans, and then after that, he got, he uh, had another loss to Alan Belcher, he got cut from the UFC, and then kind of struggled to make his way around, eventually went on like a little three-fight win streak, and then uh, he fought uh, Jorge, uh, no, George, George Santiago over at the strike force event, and George... George hit him with his flying knee, ended his night, and then after that, he won a few more fights, but took a lot more losses. Um, some of the guys that you may recognize too, Jeremy Horn was on that list of people he got beat by. Um, Jeremy
1: Horn.
0: Yeah, so Sean, Sean took an L from him. <laughs> uh, like I said, George, Alan Belcher, uh, Rashad Evans was another guy on that list. Um Yuki, Yuki Sasaki, He's, uh, he was one of the bigger fighters that would come into Strikeforce. Uh, let's see. And then uh, Todd Brown. So, I mean, just, like, he was getting beat by dudes that, like, made it into the UFC and fought the UFC, but he just was a guy that, he was, like, a stepping stone. Like, if you beat him, you knew you could get into the UFC. Not necessarily, like, winning a championship, but it was just crazy to see, like, a guy of his caliber when he first started out, like, people knew that he could win. But then, like, after that, I mean he was just getting beat left and right. And the crazy part is is you gotta listen to these dates, man, and tell me what you see is wrong with this, okay? So this man fights April eighth, twenty eleven, loses to submission, then fights May sixth, two thousand eleven, loses to TKO. August twentieth, two thousand eleven, loses to IKO. September thirtieth, two thousand eleven, loses by TKO. November eighteenth, two thousand eleven, loses by submission of a heel hook. Then comes back June second, two thousand twelve, loses by TKO. November 17th, loses by TKO, and then April 13, 2013, uh, submission by Punches. Like, this man has, like, so many fights in between and, like, is not gaining any ground. And it's crazy. And then one time he fought um, October sixteenth, two 2010, got knocked out, and then fought, like, uh, less than a week later. October ninth, 2011, lost by TKO. <laughs>
1: That's like, he interesting, had so many fights.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, like, and that's the reason why, like, the Athletic Commissions has come in and started putting down these 45-day regulations that, you know, if you fight, if you fight you have a 45-day suspension because they got to make sure that you're okay. And, like, you see, like, a guy like this, Sean Selman, who, like, he fights and fights, and then gets knocked out. And then, like, two weeks later, he's fighting another fight, and he gets knocked out in that fight, too. Like, that's not a good look.
1: Oh, definitely. I agree with you. I mean... At some point, they've got to tell me you you've got to take a break. You've got, you got to let your body heal.
0: Definitely. You know, putting that grind on your body is not good. You put a lot of stress on you to, like, perform well, and then here you go getting, getting served up. And then you're still trying to talk trash, but you're not getting anywhere because you're getting knocked out all the time. And speaking of people getting knocked out, it's kind of a good segue into our next, next topic, right? So what did you think about this Paulie Connor mcgregor controversy that was going on right before
1: the fight started, right before the fight? Um, that's a hard one. I, uh, I saw the videos. I mean, we've seen him get tagged like three times straight connected to the face. But then Conor's body kind of turns a little bit when he, when he hit him and he hit the ground. And now Paulie's saying that Connor grabbed the back of his neck and pushed him down.
0: You know, I find it interesting, man, because I'm watching the, fight, watching the fight over and over and over again. But the thing is, is that Pauly's feet, they're, well, his footwork is not very good, let's be honest. So Pauly, Pauly is definitely not, not a Floyd Mayweather, so I definitely see that like being a, one of the two issues that that you have going on. But the bigger thing, that the crazier part that I have a huge issue with, right, is the fact that like, even if he's not... Even if he's moving right, he's standing right in front of Connor and Connor is just, like, tagging him left and right with a, with a jab. And at that, it's like a distant jab, so he should be seeing it coming, especially as a boxer. And to get tagged as much as he was getting tagged, man, it doesn't matter if he was grabbing the back of your neck or not. You were getting beat. You were getting beat all over the place by an MMA fighter.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, being a great that he is, uh, Polly, and... It is, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary to see what happens. And like, is this a preview of what Connor's going to have, that's going to happen in that, or is this going to be just them sparring and probably being a hothead that he is getting in Connor's face? Because Connor's probably talking shit as he's connecting.
0: Yeah. Especially because, you know, you're talking about a former champ that you're just beating up and, uh, it's crazy to think, man. It's like, uh, like uh, just, just getting tagged left and right continuously, like whether it were a hooks or whether it was, um, with jabs. You're just, you're just taking the punishment. You're not doing anything to defend. And even if you are defending, you're still kind of getting, getting beat around. And, like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you doing? You know, Joe Cortez was there in a, in a fight and said that the fight was clean. You know, and Joe Cortez is one of those guys who says it all time, I'm fair but I'm firm. He literally is watching the fight go down, and if he's watching the fight go down as much as possible, and you're still getting beat up, there's no grabbing on the neck. You're just calling that because you just wanna, you just wanna make, you wanna try to save face.
1: Yep, I completely agree with you on that. Um, just definitely gonna be very, very interesting now that we're we're a couple weeks from that fight from the from, from a big boxing match um and probably had to pull out of camp because a that happened and b could be embarrassed could be uh medically we don't really know for sure what happened that made him leave but uh it's going it's just opening the gates up to uh, um that boxing match with Floyd
0: yeah, and it's funny, too, because, you know, we're talking about the Floyd Mayweather-Conor uh, McGregor fight, and it's getting, like, a lot of draw, a lot of attention, and it's a media spectacle, let's be real, okay? So this is probably going to be one of those fights where we're watching guys, like, throw punches left and right, or, you know, Conor try to tag Floyd, and Floyd able to get in and out, not really get hit, or Floyd may even, like, lure Conor in to make him look like he's going to throw punches but not even get it in. The, the part that I'm excited about, though, is when that fight is over. And the reason being is because we can move on to a real boxing fight, and that being the Canelo Alvarez-Triple uh, G fight. That fight is going to be massive. And Canelo is no slouch. Obviously, we know that. We know that he wants to end fights or end boxing matches. And Triple G is the same exact way. Like, they're both tacticians. They're both looking to end. And it's, it's, it's something that we're going to be seeing. And Triple G said it earlier today in a tweet where he said, you know, if you want to watch a circus parade, by all means, watch that fight. But after that fight is over, come watch our fight, because our fight is going to be a real boxing fight. And I, I understand where he's coming from, because I'd be a little jealous, too, if, like, Floyd come back just for one fight, and that's against Conor McGregor, who's one of the top MMA fighters, and you're, you're kind of being dismissed, you know? And
1: that's, that's tough. That's tough to have to deal with. Yeah, definitely, um... And and, that, and that's gonna be that's gonna lead us into uh, the the upcoming fights that we're gonna be talking about here in a few minutes. Um, but we're right around the corner of uh, probably one of the most exciting boxing matches that we could be excited for in recent history.
0: Yeah, no, and there's no doubt. You know, next week when we uh, we discuss more in detail about with the Floyd Mayweather fight and how we're expecting to see it happen and who we're gonna see win and who we're gonna see lose. That undercard fight that's gonna be on Fox man is still pretty good. Like it's still a fly fight fight card and then we're looking at some of the title fights that are gonna be on the fight. Those are gonna be some those will be some uh drag out brawls man. So we should definitely be seeing like some good like good boxing clean matchups. You know, we're watching a real sweet science. Not not guys trying to throw leg kicks, not guys trying to throw in like headbutts, nothing like that. It's just guys who are legitimately trying to get in and and get the wins, you know, through a a boxing match, not uh, an MMA fight. Yep, definitely agree with you there.
1: So, man, what else is up on the card today that you want to discuss? We are are talking about a a future fight, and I'm looking right now at this, uh, the September 2nd fight night in the Netherlands. You got a, Alexander Volkov who just knocked out OSP or no wasn't was it OSP that he just knocked out? Yes it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh <laughs> he fighting Stefan True, as we just talked about skyscraper. Um also on that card you got the former the former one forty five pound uh, Jermaine Derotame versus Marion Renault. Um you also got uh, leon edwards who is thirteen and three versus ryan Barbariana from the states and he's thirteen and four and then flipping around you have a few few uh u f c on fox uh or u f c on f s one and u f c on f x x you have a uh, luke rockhold's fight on uh, in pittsburgh and on that card you have a uh, Mike Perry versus, uh, I think it's Stagio Alves. You got Hector Lombard versus Anthony Smith. You got eye Hall fighting uh, Christoph Jockpo And Anthony uh, Hamilton versus uh, Daniel Spitz. On the other card, you also have, uh, so so on the FXX card, you have Mauricio Shogun Rua versus OSP. That's September 22nd in Japan. And the co-main event is that. The co-main event to that is Claudia Gadau versus Jessica Andrade. So there's a few good cards coming out uh, that I'm excited for, too. You know, on that side note, too, man, with Claudia, just kind of mentioning this, if you
0: don't follow her on Snapchat, you should. She has an interesting Snapchat. It's definitely fun to watch her do her thing and talk about it. But, yeah, that Jessica is definitely going to be tough for her, man. She's definitely no slouch. She's definitely a lot of fun to watch her fight. She has no problems uh, getting in, getting out. You know, she did take, a, she did take a, a decision loss to Yoann, you know, for the title, but she's definitely no slouch, man. There's definitely a lot of good fights getting ready to pop off. You know, and you did mention it too, man. The OSP fight versus uh, Shogun Hua is going to be an awesome fight to watch. You know, and then uh, it's Tiago, Tiago Alves, the pit bull. Yeah, Tiago yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely one of my favorite fighters. It was definitely cool to watch him come up through the ranks when he was getting ready to fight GSP. Like, he had mastered his wrestling game, but then GSP had a whole new game for him, and he just couldn't compete, man. So it was definitely tough for him in that loss. But then if, even if you go one more fight beyond that, right, so if we go to UFC 216, we're definitely having Paige Van Zandt versus Jessica I. Definitely be a huge fight. You and I both are both, uh, you know, 12-gauge fans, as well as uh, Jessica I. So it's definitely going to be tough for me to make that call. Brad Tavares is going to be on a fight card coming up on 216. Uh, Nick Glantz as well as Evan Dunham. So we've got a lot of good fights that are going to be coming up here, uh, ones and twos that are coming up that we'll be excited about. As far as, like, an overall fight card, I think everybody's excited for 217 because that definitely is getting ready to shape up to be one of the big fight cards that we're getting ready to talk about. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely fun to watch. Uh, everybody get in, get out, and, want and, you know, hopefully we'll see more guys want to step up to the plate, especially with these huge fight cards getting ready to come up. Um, aside from that, man, I just, I don't know, there's just a lot
1: of good stuff getting ready to come up. Yep, yeah, definitely. We got some good fight cards. We got some good boxing matches. I mean, we are we are called Get the K.O., so I'm hoping that see that uh, we get to use the name Get the K.O., at some point in the next couple of weeks, I mean we have some really good fighters with some really good power that has that knockout power, and uh I'm hoping that we get that we get some good KOs.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. It's definitely gonna be huge, man. Um with that Mayweather fight that's coming up, right? So we definitely gonna talk about the fight date. You know, it is coming up on the what's the twenty sixth, right?
1: Uh yes. It is Literally in 13 days. We got 13 days. So we got a good fight card coming along. We do have a lot
0: of, a lot of good fights coming up. Like I said, if you know next week we're going to be talking more in depth about the undercard because the undercard is definitely something we got to look at because you know with McGregor being the obviously being the main event of the night, uh, the, the headliner fight. You know we do have two championship boxing matches that are going to be going on right underneath that. Both, both four fight, uh, four fighters are definitely looking tough. Is definitely something to look at. And something I kind of want to poke fun at a little bit. Like, did you get to watch um, when Conor McGregor had his uh, heavy bag, like, film session?
1: I got to watch a little bit of it. I didn't really get to watch
0: too much of it. Yeah, it was definitely something funny to watch because, like, the ESPN and Fox Sports and even the Bleach Report all ran with it. And they were like, Conor McGregor hits the heavy bag, and it looks decent. Like, it looked decent. Like, what do you mean? Like, he's not giving it at all. Like, if you want to see what he's going to do, like, we need to evaluate the Pauly fight. Because the poly fight, he was he was in and out of the pocket really quick with Polly, And Polly wasn't able to handle the speed that Conor was throwing at him. And it's just funny to see, like, news outlets go out there and try to try to act like they, they know what's going on and talk about what's going on. Because even ESPN had some problems with that, too, where they're like, oh, yeah, look at how great we're doing covering all these fights. And, uh... They're not doing a good job, like they're really not showcasing like the great part of what's gonna be coming with this fight card and I just i don't know I find it funny to watch them go out there and try to talk about it, and uh I don't know it it's it's just it's humorous to me,
1: yep yeah, definitely and and as we're talking uh about floyd's speed i mean we 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 could talk about when he hit Chad, Chad Mendez, or when he beat Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez said that's a harder time, and he's a lot quicker than you think that he is. Um, so it is definitely something to think about.
0: Yeah, so to give you an idea, too, um, you know, we'll talk on these, like I said, next week a little bit more. Um, you do have uh, Javonto Davis and Francisco Forseca. The uh, Both of them 18 and 0, 19 and 0, and 1 for the IBF Junior Lightweight World Championship title. You're going to have Nathan Selvery, uh, 30 and 3, versus Bodo Jack, 21 uh, 21 1, and 2. So that's definitely going to be a huge fight because that's the WBA Light Heavyweight uh, World Championship. And then after that, you're going to have Andrew uh, Talaviti versus Steve Cunningham for the vacated USBA Cruiserweight title. So like I said, there's three championship fights right there alone, and we're not even talking about the Conor McGregor fight yet, which is what we're really all wanting to get into, right? Uh, Sean Porter versus Thomas uh, Dorham, and Juan Hernandez versus Jose, uh, Jose Miguel Borreg. Those are all big fights. Sean Porter, I remember him back in the day. He was tough, man, and it's going to be good to see him get back in the ring and get to see him again. So... I mean, the fight card, by all means, it's stacked. It's great. Like, three championship fights, plus you get getting Conor McGregor fight cards. So, the UFC, versus, UFC champ versus, um, you know, boxing's GOAT, arguably, you know, boxing's GOAT. Uh, so, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. We could definitely talk more about it next week. Like I said, we're going to dive a little bit more in depth. We'll talk about, you know, compare fighters on who's fought who and who's crossed over and who's done this, who's done that. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, we next week, next week might we'll, we'll have a little, a little bit of a longer segment and uh, and a lot more to talk about. I think coming with this Conor McGregor uh, Floyd Mayweather fight coming out. Yeah, it's definitely. Because it's funny, man. Like this week, you know, especially with it being kind of dead in the
0: in the in the MMA, you know, it was something I had to look at too. I was looking for knockouts. Uh, I was looking for something to talk about with uh, Get the KO, man, and all I could really come up with was, you know, I wanted to talk about my favorite knockouts, right, for the for the article, and I did a part one. There's going to be a part two coming soon. Uh, but, you know, one of my favorite knockouts was uh, actually we have been talking about Stephen Struve most night was when he got Superman punched by uh, Travis Brown. And his night, we were talking about Rashad Evans versus uh, Sean Solomon's uh, knockout. Uh, what else were we talking about in that fight? Uh, Edson. Henson Barboza versus Terry Itman, you know, we saw that big knockout happen, and that was kind of a game-ender, you know, and then uh, Rampage Jackson slam versus Ricardo, which is definitely huge, that was back in pride fighting back in the day when you got to stomp people in the face versus, like, having them them stand up, so, I mean, there was a lot of good fights, and then there's more fights that we'll be talking about, you know, especially with uh, Derek Lewis getting a couple of big knockouts here lately, and, you know, I just, I wanted to really touch on the cards that or the fights that really kind of changed stuff for me. Leo Machida versus Randy Couture with the flying crane kick. So, it's definitely kind of cool to to be able to talk about that kind of stuff with you guys and I definitely can't wait. I'll definitely put a submissions list together too. Uh that may be a little bit more gruesome cuz I think my two favorite submissions that I've ever seen both came from Frank Mir and both ended ended up breaking a bone <laughs> of some sort. So it's definitely uh it'll be definitely interesting, man. To what about you, Anthony? What about tell me about one of your favorite knockouts? Uh,
1: one of my favorite knockouts is the Showtime Cage Cage Walk on Benson Henderson. Uh, you got to put you got to put down when uh Anderson Silva versus uh Vitor Belfort. He, he did a front he did a front kick right to the head and knocked him out the first round. Uh, a couple other ones were. Stipe falling back and knocking out uh, the, the champ at the time, Fabricio Shogun Rua. You had, speaking of heavyweights, you had the Kane Roswit, Salasquez, TKO, Brock Lesnar. He had him reeling. Um, and one of my all-time favorite knockouts, actually, uh, was uh, Lyoto Machido when he knocked out uh, Rashad Evans. I've never seen anybody's. Knees buckled like that, and Rashad's knees buckled really hard. No, you definitely bring up an interesting point, and that's one of my other favorite knockouts was
0: when uh, he got tagged in the mouth. Rashad Evans was also known for throwing some huge knockout punches, too, because obviously when he fought um, uh, Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell was coming up with a huge over-the-top, and then Evans came underneath the uppercut. Any, any one of those punches would have connected, the other guy was going to go out for the night, and that's you know it was just Evans had a faster hand and that's what happened. He connected and put him out. You know, uh, I find it interesting that you know um, one of my other favorite knockouts too came from. Uh, well, it was I guess because I'm, I'm such a huge fan of his. Travis Brown, when Travis Brown, uh knocked out uh, Aleister Overeem because that was a huge upset. It was a great front face kick. You know, and the funny thing is you brought it up too. Right it was the uh, Vitor Belfort Anderson Silva fight, and then I brought up the Leo Machida. Uh, Randy Couture fight. Do you know who taught both those fighters those kicks?
1: I do not.
0: Steven Seagal. Nice.
1: That is awesome.
0: Yeah, the actor himself. The actor himself was the guy. They, they Anderson Silva and Leon Machida kept referring to him as Master Steven. Steven Seagal taught them both how to throw those kicks and, and nights, and, that's, and they both ended up using it.
1: Very nice, very nice. That is actually pretty cool to know now.
0: Yeah, so if anyone ever asks you, like, who's your favorite knockout artist, I may just go ahead and just say Steven Seagal just for fun, just to see what happens. Because, you know, if you're teaching kicks like that to people and they're using them, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, Steven Seagal is, is, is a badass. That's one of the few people that I probably never want to mess with.
0: No, man. No, me neither. You know, and with that being said, man, we're going to wrap this up tonight. Uh, we did. We wanted to make a kind of a shorter segment to, uh, this week because we do have a huge fight card coming up next week that we need to talk about more in depth. So, guys, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, but, we, but like always, we always want to make sure we always talk about this, right? Uh, veteran suicide is definitely something we have to bring awareness to. Uh, we're down to 20 to 1, which is great, but still 20 lives every day and one active duty member. It's still too much, too many lives to be lost, you know. So we're always here, willing to listen, always listening to you guys. Uh, recently, I just changed over my Snapchat, and I switched over, uh, you know, I switched over my Twitter as well as my Instagram, so they all match now. So if you guys are having trouble trying to find me, it's easy now. It's just cm__miller85. You, you guys can find me, and uh, we can always, we're always there for you guys. We're always listening for you guys. You know, um, Chester Beddington said, you know, Uh, You know, rest in peace for him. You know, uh, who cares if one more light fades out? Um, Well, I do. And, yeah, I know Anthony speaks the same way. We both speak very highly of our veterans. We love you, our brothers and sisters. We love our active duty members, whether they're home uh, home front or they're overseas. We're here for you guys all the time. Don't worry. We will always take your phone calls. We'll always take your emails. We're always here for you guys. Just reach out
1: to us, and we're here for you. Definitely. And uh, same thing goes, I know that you're a big Mission 22 fan. You support that one. I support Mission 22. I also have a few others that I wanted to kind of name off. The I got your six. Uh, it means I got your back. I support that one. I support the Mission 22, the Hopeful Warriors, the USO Project, the Rooted Warriors Project, the Puppies Behind Bars and uh soldier's angels those those are some causes that I'm getting on behind and I've done a really strong uh push on these these causes um as usual my uh instagram you guys can follow me at is anthony luhan 1985 that's my first and last name in the year that I was born and then the uh you can follow me on snapchat and twitter at uh a luhan 1985 Yeah, no
0: doubt, guys. So next week, like we said, we're going to touch more in depth with uh, you know, the Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight and the fight card, there's going to be a lot of research. So you guys are going to have to be on your toes and get ready to write down some stats and take your betting odds. Um, one thing that we did notice, too, was that the odds for the Floyd Mayweather fight is starting to get closer and closer. So, you know, it's almost like Vegas knows something that we don't know. So we're, we're really going to dig deep into that and we're going to talk about it more. Um, you guys, we love you guys to death. Uh, you know, we're not only here for veterans, we're also here for everybody else, too. So we're always able to be reached out, and you guys can always reach out to us. So we want to tell you guys, you know, good night, good fight, and we would love to see you guys pay attention to us next week as we rambling here some more about some great UFC and boxing matchups heading uh, coming up. Thank
1: you.